right, everybody, welcome in to the Westside Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dakota Esri, and thank you for listening to today's podcast. Today's podcast is going to have the usual around the world, the Mariners, finish up with a little Seahawks, and then uh, we'll, we'll hop off for today's podcast. With that being said, we'll get right into it. Around the world starts with the Warriors beating the Mavericks to take a 3-0 series lead yesterday. Absolutely fantastic to see that. I love seeing what happens right now from Golden State in general. They're showing championship pedigree. It's you know clearly showing when it comes to their willingness to be able to take punches and roll with it. Great to see that. To be honest, that was the first basketball game I watched all season, and it was fantastic to watch. I thought the Mavericks played a little bit of passive, but right now... Uh, Golden State's just too good. They got too many good players. They're too deep. Um, I touched on that championship pedigree. You know, it speaks for itself. You know, Chef Curry just getting inside the kitchen, tossing up 31 points and 11 assists. But the player of the game wasn't even Steph Curry. He had a quiet 31. The player of the game by far was Andrew Wiggins. 27 points, 11 rebounds. What an unbelievable showing. Career high when it comes to the playoffs for Andrew Wiggins. And then Luka puts up 40 points, 11 rebounds. But... Unfortunately, it doesn't matter since you don't take the win. You take the L. It's now a 3-0 series lead. And I do believe there's been like maybe one or two teams in the history of the NBA inside the playoffs that actually won the series after being down three games. So this series is officially a wrap. Um, We'll be seeing the Warriors inside of the the, the finals, which is going to be exciting, which leads us into the Eastern Conference uh, stand, or Eastern Conference series, pardon me. Heat beat the Celtics, take 2-1 series lead. Game 4 is tonight. I might be watching that, um, kind of seeing what all I see from it. Unfortunately, both these teams are so banged up due to injuries, it's really hard to see how quality of the game is going to be. Jimmy Butler is going to be a game-time decision. Tyler Hero is officially out with, with, with a groin injury. Uh, game 3, uh, Bam Adebayo scored 31 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. The guy's an absolute monster. He reminds me a lot of Chris Bosh, but Chris Bosh was a little bit more athletic. Bam Adebayo is very uh, physically strong for his smaller stature. He's only, I believe, he's only like 6'9 playing center. He's not that big of a guy, but he plays a lot bigger than himself, kind of like P.J. Tucker, another player for, for the Miami Heat. Really enjoy him, scrappy player. Uh, Jalen Brown, though, 40 points for the Boston Celtics yesterday. The problem, though, is that Jason Tatum didn't walk along with him, unfortunately. And Jalen Brown is not good enough of a player to win them by himself uh, in, a, in a playoff series, let alone a game like this. you got to show up, Jason Tatum. If you don't show up tonight, this is going to be another 3-1 series lead. And this game, this series is going to be over. It will be a Miami Heat versus uh, Golden State Warriors series. I will root for Golden State. Simply because I love watching Steph Curry and his shooting, and Clay Thompson obviously being Wazoo boy. Guy got to give love to our uh, to our local colleges, our players that are outstanding athletes. Great representation for the league, for their franchise, and for their city. Debo Samuel, a little uh, little stuff here on the Niners. We'll skip OTAs due to his trade demands. He is not let off of, off of his trade demands whatsoever. He's very he's made it incredibly clear that he will not play for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of an interesting uh, discussion to see what happens with this. Because to be honest with you, I don't see how he can benefit from this situation. Yeah, everybody wants money. It all started with Christian Kirk's contract with, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Thanks again, Jags, for that. Um, but that kind of kick-started the whole offseason uh, wide receiver madness. Obviously, the, the Tyreek Hill, the, the Adams trades, 
uh, the big money, A.J. Brown being traded on draft night. There's been a lot of crazy wide wide receiver, big names moving around. This has probably been the most entertaining offseason NFL I can remember in like 15 years, to be honest with you. I love seeing these, these guys move around. It's good to see the uh, natural direction of the league change when it comes to players moving, putting on different jerseys, experiencing different cities, uh, supporting different fan bases. It's great for, for the league. It's great for overall conferences, and it's going to be even better when it comes to playoff time to see who, what, these, what teams can mesh, what teams can gel, which ones can't. 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo are continuing to look for any trade for him. That's the best option. Uh, I still believe probably it'll be Carolina. Seattle will not trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Pete Carroll has made that abundantly clear. Uh, they pretty much uh, hushed out the, the idea of Baker Mayfield, but I'll still say the only way Baker Mayfield is a Seattle Seahawk is if he is actually cut, which I do not see happening. I think they'll swallow his contract all the way up until somebody, because, you know, somehow, unfortunately, every OTAs or during offseason workouts in general, some quarterback gets hurt. Some team's going to need a QB. Baker's on his last year. $18 million for a guy of his... I wouldn't. I hate to use the term quality because he's not a bad quarterback, but he's not a, you know... I say he's like just about Ryan Tannehill when it comes to like overall capability. He's a torque thrower. When that means a torque with, when a torque thrower's throw the ball, they're using their core and back muscle to launch the ball. They're not usually, you know, specifically just using their shoulder like a Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen, you know, those guys that can just zip the ball all over the yard, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, those guys are natural arm throwers, torque throwers, Baker Mayfield, like I touched on Ryan Tannehill, Kyler Murray's the same way. Uh, they're all torque throwers. It's kind of an interesting thing to, to hear about. I heard, heard this on the Rich Eisen show. Really interesting to listen to about that, you know, because you don't really think about how guys or players, specifically quarterbacks, generate their spin rate, their accuracy, the velocity on 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 the on the ball in general. So with that being said, uh, interesting. No, I saw this morning that the Cardinals are going to be on hard knocks this this year. This is going to get nasty. I think this is a complete mess. To be honest with you, um, I don't like what I'm seeing from from the Cardinals organization in general. Why you would extend Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is beyond me. He is uh, an offensive guru coordinator. He reminds me of Sark, uh, Steve Sarkeesian back in the day at UW. Those were not pretty days, but that's you know neither here nor there. However, with that being said, though, uh, the Cardinals still have an offer a contract to Kyler Murray. It's going to be really curious to see what happens with that in general. He wants a right. They're going to offer him probably around a Derek Carr three-year, $115 million deal, which averages right around $35, $37 million a year. If he's smart, he'll probably take it. But knowing Kyler Murray and how wishy-washy he is, for better, for better lack of a term, you know, a little Mr. Miyagi, a little wax on, wax off action, that uh, I just don't see, I don't see him taking it. I think he's going to get franchise tagged or he's just going to get, you know, He's going to take the last year option on, a, on his contract, that fifth year deal, which honestly doesn't make any sense to me because I do believe he'll make like $26 million, which means he's losing minimum of $9 million uh, when it comes to not taking the contract extension. But the Cardinals kind of realize that Kyler Murray is not a leader. He's never been a leader. He likes to pout when things aren't going his way. We saw this during the playoff games, unfortunately. He's a heck of an athlete. I personally believe this is a bit of a shot. I don't mean it to be a shot, but this is just my opinion. This is what I, what I, what I do, what I talk about, You know why I cover this stuff. 
I think Kyler Murray would have been a better baseball player than a football player. He was the first player that I, I know of in both MLB and NFL history to be drafted in the first round in both leagues, which is just unheard of. That shows you he's a great athlete. I'm not taking away any part of his athleticism. He's incredibly agile. He has great feet. But he throws the ball like a second baseman, and I know there's some other guys that do that. Matt Stafford was a second baseman at Georgia and whatnot, but Matt Stafford's got a cannon of an arm. You know, I... I am on the record that I was not a big fan of Matt Stafford, and I had to eat crow. So I will gladly take that right in the chops and uh, say I was wrong on that because sometimes it's what you got to do when you're wrong. Just admit that you're wrong and move on forward. Um, see here, Justin Thomas wins the PGA Championship. Didn't really get much more to that. Just saw that he won the that event for the PGA this weekend. Sounded like it was a pretty good uh, event overall. Rory McIlroy started out pretty strong. Um, there's another guy, a new guy, that I honestly don't have his name on my sheet. I apologize for that, uh, who was in the running at the end of it, but unfortunately choked it away, which led to Justin Thomas being able to surge up. Saw that he uh, got a little bit of a shout-out from Tiger Woods. That's always nice to see. Unfortunately, Tiger is uh, washed. He's washed, ladies and gentlemen. It pains me to say that, but that's just the God's honest truth. I don't see how Tiger Woods can really perform any more than what he has been. He said, a quote, he was in considerably better shape than when his last event was when he finished, like, bottom third of the entire group. But, I mean, Tiger Woods, you've had a hell of a career, man. You've been a statue of so many incredible moments for golf, for so many young athletes um, to come up, see what you've done, see how you've progressed throughout your entire career. You've had your time. I believe if you're... Reading the tea leaves correctly, Tiger Woods, I think it's time for you just to hang them up, man. You've had more back surgeries than most football players. Uh, it's sad to see. He's an incredible athlete. Uh, he's been through a lot of crazy stuff, unfortunately, in the offseason, or with his, uh, excuse me, not offseason, but off the golf course, as I should say. But uh, I got a fun little thing I'm going to wrap up with here for around the world. Let um, me give a shout out to Candace Parker today. Candace Parker, congratulations on being the oldest WNBA player to record a triple-double at 36 years old in NBA, WNBA history. That's an absolutely incredible stat. Congratulations to you, to your hard work, your dedication, your love to your craft, uh, the face of the, the WNBA that you've been for on ton, you know, many, many, many years. Congratulations to that. Um, you've been such a great role model for so many young women who seek to, you know, continue their career when it comes to different forms of, of athletics in general, not just basketball. So congratulations, Candace. Thank you for everything that you've been doing for, for the WNBA, for getting them on to ESPN, which is way overdue. And with that being said, we're going to wrap up around the world. We're going to hop into the... Uh, the series that it was in Boston. This is going to be a little, a uh, little bit painful. It's not going to be. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be as punctual. I'm not going to. I'm going to try my best to just not go straight fan mode here. I'm, this is not what I do. I'm an analytics guy. Four games in Boston. Obviously, it's a four-game sweep. Three out of the four pitchers didn't show up, unfortunately. Chris Flexen. Oh, buddy. I love you, Chris Flexen. I love your drive. I love how tough you are. You compete. Your tail off. You're a great, a great representative for, for this for this franchise, for the city. The fans love you, Chris, because you battle so hard. But you just the problem is, 
when you throw 90 to 92 miles an hour, Chris Flexen, you don't have the margin of error that most players do to be able to get away with mistakes, especially when we go to Boston, and Boston is red flipping hot. It is dumb how good they, they were unconscious. You know, J.D. Martinez, WRC Plus is 182 now. Trevor Story's WRC went over like 130 points in a four-game series. He had a 76 WRC Plus before that series even started. How is that possible? You know? But hey, that's baseball. You know, sometimes you're hot, sometimes you're cold, sometimes you get the ball, sometimes you just whiff. And that's why I love it. It's a, it's a huge roller coaster of emotions. Uh, like I said, three out of four pitchers struggled. Ray struggled. Flexen struggled. Kirby struggled. I thought Logan pitched well in general. Um, he's still kind of uh, having a hard time with his control when it comes down to his other pitches besides for the fastball. He had a decent slider yesterday. The changeups are getting a little more in, uh, mixed in with his pitches in general. But I still got to see more pitch mix up from Logan Gilbert. You can't be a two-pitch pitcher in this league anymore, unfortunately. Uh, Julio continues to hit. I've been touching on this almost every podcast. Julio is the, the lifeline of our team right now. Yes, Ty France has a better batting average. Yes, J.P. Crawford has a better batting average. But Julio is really like the lifeline, I feel. He is the shining star of this franchise, without a doubt. He's up to 268 on the batting average. Ty France had a decent series, uh, had a few hits, a couple clutch moments. Unfortunately, none of them came back to really main to fruition because we couldn't hit the baseball over, overly well or pitch very well or do anything very well this series. Steven Souza touched on this heavily in the last podcast, episode uh, five in this uh, series here. DFA finally designated for assignment. Sam Haggerty, Taylor, Taylor Trammell, both were called from AAA. Adrian Sanson, who they brought up from the Cubs, DFA'd. Uh, very sad, unfortunate note. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Murphy has a torn labrum. Not just a separated shoulder, he's also got a torn labrum. So that means that, quote, surgery is imminent. This is from Jerry last week on the Mike Salk Show on the Seattle Sports Station. Very sad to see because Tom Murphy was having an absolutely incredible season. I loved everything I saw from Tom Murphy in general. He's smacking the baseball. He's got great framing. He was great for, for the pitching staff. Uh, just super sad to see. With that being said, they did, they did sign a catcher, Andrew Knapp, to minor league contract. He reported to AAA yesterday. Started immediately, hit a home run in the first game, which is nice to see. However, you know, AAA is AAA. But where we're at right now, we got to get all hands on deck. We, get, we can't afford to have any... Any more slip-ups? You know, we've already had a miserable month of May. This has been absolutely purgatory. I'm not going to hold words back. This has been miserable. Uh, watching a baseball team that is struggling on almost every aspect of the game right now. Defense has been decent. Uh, a little bit better. JP's kind of picking up a little bit at shortstop. Looking more like JP Crawford. I think he was definitely focused on hitting the ball more than fielding the ball. When his like real pure talent is fielding, yes, it'd be great. It's great for him to hit the ball. Yes, it's great. He's still hitting close, close to 300 batting average. He's hitting the ball the other way. We saw yesterday with two base hits. Let's see here. Uh, Justin Upton also signed. There's a bunch of little things for the Mariners this week. Signed to a major league contract. We are paying him $500,000. We are not on the line or eligible uh, for the rest of his contract from the Angels. He will report to spring training within the next five to seven days. Or excuse me, he will be in spring training for the next five to seven days. I believe he's reported yesterday. He'll be there for about a week, and then uh, his minor league rehab process will start in AAA. We'll get him down with, with the Rainiers. 
they're playing great baseball right now. They're super fun to watch. I kind of honestly enjoy watching them more than I watch the Mariners. But that's a different, you know, topic for a different day. Trevor Story. Oh, boy. This is going to be interesting to talk about. You know, I touched on this in a previous podcast that it's like the one of the worst feelings for me, and I'm curious what everybody else feels as like a Mariner fan. Like, what are your biggest pet peeves as being a Mariners fan when you're watching something? And like, what's your top five rank list? Like for me, it's got to be inability to, to to pitch the ball, inability to score runs when you have two runners on or runners in scoring position with less than than two outs, and then when a Mariner ex Mariner player or a Mariner that they could have got, should have gotten, but didn't go out and actually do what they needed to do because they were more focused on Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was great to see Suarez hit the dinger yesterday. But, you know, that's kind of what I touched on earlier was that Suarez is all or nothing, all or nothing. And it's great because if he gets all of it, he gets all of it. But if he gets none of it, it's nothing. Like it's a strikeout or it's a ground out or it's a pop out. You know, it's frustrating uh he's a great player uh he's been a really good player for his for his career cincinnati is still very sad to lose him he was a fan favorite he did a lot of good things in cincinnati him and jesse winker did but uh as i touched on trevor story absolutely destroyed us single-handedly yeah uh franchi cordero had the grand slam off of uh andres munoz yesterday absolute heartbreak I'm just I'm just glad to get the heck out of Boston. I'm so sick of watching the these 307 foot uh, foot balls bouncing off the green monster for a double when everybody else or every other ballpark in the, in the country that's just a, a pop out to left field. It's just the way the ballpark was designed back in you know four scores and 17 million years ago. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong in this series, unfortunately. Um, it's uh, frustrating as holy heck to watch a team just beat us up in every aspect of the game itself. I wish that we were able to show up a little bit more when it comes to all aspects. Hitting the ball, pitching, timely offense. Just really didn't seem to be there all that well. Yeah, Adam Frazier had a really good ball game, had a home run, had a bunch of hits yesterday but uh nathan neovaldi 11 strikeouts you've got to be bloody kidding me man uh this is just embarrassing to watch you know eovaldi got lit up for five home runs in an inning one inning against houston let out houston's red hot right now but that being said uh that's a series in boston um i'm looking forward to see what happens today they have not announced any roster moves for us kyle lewis they did say though that uh or jerry mentioned on his show with thursday with mike salk that uh, Kyle Lewis's rehab process or his rehab stint was going to be ending today in AAA. So they're either going to uh, re-extend him for another 10 days. They might bring him up, put him in DH, maybe split him time with Mike Ford. Uh, be kind of curious to see what happens with that. Kind of see where Justin Upton fits into this whole mix. I kind of feel like he's going to be a DH uh, help out platoon with Ford, but that's kind of the spot for Kyle Lewis right now. If that's the case, then Mike Ford might be seeing his way out of town again. He had, he had a couple hits this series, but nothing overly fantastic. Three-game series at home starts today versus Oakland Athletics. Marco Gonzalez versus Zach Logue. Uh, Zach Logue, 2-2 two two with a 2.03 ERA. Marco's been just Marco. He's been just mowing him down recently. Hitting uh, just frustrating batters. That's what he does best. He's not, he's not flashy. He's not fancy. He's crafty. He's going to confuse you. 
That's what he does. I'm looking forward to this game today. We got to get back on the winning side of baseball today. It's got to happen. We're back at home. We need to fire up that electric factory, recharge some batteries, pump out the, the generators, insert funny narratives, adjectives, jokes. We need all of it. And I'm calling on a couple players today for that. Uh, my picks to click, uh, players that are going to, my picks, says when I say picks to click, it just means players that I hope to perform well today. It's kind of a nice little, you know, cheesy saying I've been hearing on the radio recently. Jesse Winker, you got to show up, dude. Very simple. Hit the dang ball. You're about to see how to hit the ball. Please hit the ball. Smack the ball. Crush. Annihilate. Insert all names, narratives, adjectives. Smash. Destroy. You got to just... We brought you to Seattle, Jesse Winker, to hit the darn baseball. And you're looking putrid at the plate. You got more pop-ups than you do hits. And we brought you to Seattle to hit the ball, hit it hard, and destroy right-handed pitching. You rate against right-handed pitching for all your career. And this is the moment where we're calling upon you to do your job, show up. If you Stop caring so much about your beautiful beard that I'm partially infatuated with because he's got a very, very nice beard. A uh, little funny side note when it comes to the podcast, but he's got a great, great, great beard. Um, hit the dang ball, Jess. Please, just hit the dang ball. Hit a couple home runs at home. Get the electric factory pumped back up again. Let's kind of get in those volts. Get those amps back inside of those power lines. Let's get let's get the buzz going again. Let's just, let's kick some, some some tail. Marco, we need you to step up big today. Uh, you have been huge against Max Scherzer. You stepped up in the last series too. Man, you've been huge, Marco. Huge, 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 huge. We need it bad. We need it now. As if we ever needed it, Marco, we need you to show up. Give us six innings of two-run baseball, four strikeouts, couple of walks. Give us a good chance to win. Keep us inside of, of, of the ball game. Um, the last thing I'm going to touch on for today, the Seahawks brought in George Iloka. He's a safety from the Minnesota Vikings and the Cincinnati Bengals as a, quote, possible coverage linebacker. This is under the new scheme of Clint Hurt and Sean uh, Sean. Uh, Desai, I believe it is. I think it is. Wow, that was an interesting enunciation. It's an interesting name, though. He's a great, uh, great coach for us. He's gonna be. He's, they call him Doc. He's just teaching these kids everything. They brought in yesterday uh, Marquise Goodwin, veteran wide receiver, super speed threat, kind of similar to what Philip Dorsett was for us a couple years ago. Uh, same kind of roles they brought in for Percy Harvin. Obviously, Percy Harvin had like elite track speed, but Marquise Goodwin apparently has like an Olympic 100 uh, meter yard dash. We'll see what happens with that. Um, OTA starts today for the Seahawks. I'm, I'm uh, everybody's assuming DK Metcalf will be there. Uh, thank you so much for everybody for listening to today to today's podcast. Hope we can get a good Mariners dub today, get a good win. We need a good reset button. Let's slam that reset button. Slam the like. If you do enjoy the podcast, podcast, please subscribe. If I can talk today, that'd be fantastic. But uh, thank you all for listening to today's podcast. Uh, please leave me a rating. Subscribe if you enjoy the pod. Uh, hit the bell so when I toss out these podcasts, they go straight to you. And for your guys' convenience. And as always, see us rise.